recorded live. Greetings and blessings, greetings, blessings, and more greetings and blessings coming to you live coming to you live from the house of Sankofa Infinity on this lovely evening of July the eighth, two thousand and eighteen. But you already knew that, right? Um, I just like to hear myself say it. Um, but nevertheless, once again I'm back on doing my thing. I wasn't here last Sunday, had Things, other things that I needed to do, and uh, because I do 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 things during the day, I have decided to actually begin my talk shows or begin my talk cast for talk show uh, at seven o'clock. Well, not seven o'clock, but seven eleven. Let's say seven eleven. But you know. You have, you can come on like 15 minutes earlier, I believe. So, you know, but most of the, you know, I will um, make a strong effort to be here at 7-Eleven on the dot and uh, to do this show. So, once again, I said today is a lovely day, a beautiful day. Ooh, the weather was nice. Oh, it was nice, all that prana and all that vitamin D. I just, woo, I couldn't take it. But anyway, um, I have gotten into a new thing that I do on a regular basis, and that is hiking. Hiking through nature has done, ooh, has opened me up in so many ways. And I'm only telling you about my experience so that you can go see for yourself. You know, if you are a nature lover, some some people are not nature lovers. But I, you know, that's how I was brought up. I was brought up uh, spending time in nature, you know, with my grandparents and things and, you know, out fishing and, and digging baits and things of that nature. So lately here, I have been regressing back to those childhood passions that I used to have and and running and walking through nature was one of them. I'm pretty, uh, uh, yes, it was like, and perhaps my first love. Um, (laughs) And I'm going to tell you how that sparked, how that sparked. Um, I think I was in the third grade. No, I was in the second grade, and I had a teacher, Miss Ramsey, rest her soul. she would we would have reading time and one of the books that she read to us was Tom Tom Saw Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn. Now, as a child I was very impressionable. I mean, I would just I would hear something and I would just take off with it. Just take off with it and, and try it for my own self to see if it was really real. Um you know, but that's where I got that from. Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn floating down. I don't know what river they were floating down, uh, and being in the woods and very country and down the earth. Uh, two little boys, you know, and of course, you know, there was the drama behind it with all the, you know, the other stuff going on. But as a child, I wasn't even focused on that. I was focused on the adventure of Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn, and. When she was done with that book, she moved on to Pippi Longstocking. Now, Pippi Longstocking was, uh, 
she was a very assertive little girl, you know, assertive. Um, you know, they used to, they, they would give a label for this, and they have given a label for this for girls who, who, who tend to be assertive and aggressive in nature. And they would use that term, but I'm not even going to go there because I, I understand who I am, what I am, and how I serve. So she, she, she too, she was an, a very assertive and aggressive little girl, so she was into any and everything. She did whatever the boys were doing. You know, she didn't have time to paint her fingernails and all that stuff and uh, sit around and plait hair and things of that nature. She was a very adventurous uh, young girl. But the interesting thing, as I'm telling the story, seemed like that was the thread. That was the thread of my my teacher reading these stories that you know be adventurous get out in nature you know learn of nature learn of the wind get in the trees become the trees become the wind become the elements of life that was the thread in which she was trying to project into the minds of young children and she definitely projected into my mind cuz i have not i have not let that go so I, you know, I have a little bit of Tom Sawyer and Huckleberry Finn and uh, Pippi Longstocking and, you know, and God knows what else. But then, you know, as I got older, I, I think in the third grade, I ran across this movie called Mary Poppins, and <laughs> once again, I'm a, I was a very impressionable child. So in Mary Poppins, I just loved the way she swooped in and swooped out. Now, the offspring of Mary Poppins is um, Fanny, Fanny, I think it's Fanny McPhee. Instead of uh, Fanny McPhee having a a, a uh, satchel that she would carry with all this medicine in it, she had <laughs> she had a staff. She had a staff that she would carry, and that staff would tap, she would tap that staff and cause a shift or a shift in the uh, the energy or the frequency or the vibrate, whatever was going on, the energy. She would tap. Whenever she tapped her staff, there would be a, a, a change or a shift in the energy that was vibing during that time with the children. But it's all the same, and I got that from actually I was listening to one of the other broadcasts uh, earlier, and they were talking about one of the listeners came in and spoke on Fannie Mae abandonment fee, how she would have this. Anyway, um, I was really into Mary Poppins. I was so into her that I decided within within myself, now I want you to understand this, I decided this within myself, within myself. So I'm telling you that I actually went into myself And I had a conversation about Mary Poppins. And the results of it led me to get on my grandmother's roof with an umbrella and come down, assuming that I could fly and I can float through the air just like uh, Mary Poppins. Well, that didn't go over so well. (laughs) 
that didn't go over so well. And then, you know, not only that, I was telling the story to somebody else, some comedians, and one of the comedians said that black women don't fly. And, I, you know, I just concluded that we don't fly, we soar. And uh, that's how it has been the whole time. I have been soaring through life <laughs> the whole time as a bringer of light, you know, a bringer of sunshine and, and joy to the people that I uh, surround myself with, and even complete strangers. So I, I wanted to I wanted to share that with you to to uh, actually to let let the people know or the audience know, you know, what I'm about what I'm about. You know, I I really, really love, I just love humanity, and I love people. And I'm going to tell you something. I have not always been that way. I have not always been that way. And what got me in that middle way is going within, seeking the kingdom of heaven that is within me, seeking that love that is within me. And through that relationship alone, that ultimate relationship alone, it manifested itself outside of me. It's always projecting itself outside of me. So whatever is outside of me, however it may come, is nothing more than an extension of who and what I am from the inside, what I am from above. As above, so below, as within, so without. That is what that is all about. So, you know, we here at the House of Sankofa Infinity, we're always talking about going within. Because to us, to us, let us say to you that that is the ultimate, ultimate and the primary relationship that you need to be focused on. And I don't care if you're married, you're with a significant other, you don't ever, ever abandon yourself. You don't ever abandon the self that is within you. Don't ever do that. Don't ever do that because I'm going to tell you this. This is what is going to happen. You give, you give, you give yourself to another individual. You give into that person all the time. And then you get tired of giving. You get tired of giving because you're not receiving anything back. You're not receiving, you're not getting it reciprocated, and it's not coming back to you as the same way that it goes out. You deliver truth. You deliver the whole truth. You deliver the fullness of love that is within you to an individual. And all they can give you is likes. Okay, all they can give you is crumbs. And I'm not saying, I'm not saying that there's something wrong with that, but I will say this. Everybody cannot give the way that you give, and everyone is not on the same level that you are on. This is why you have divorces, because when people get married, when people have gotten married, and they're still doing it, they're getting married for the wrong reasons. They're not getting married because they have loved them themselves so much that they want to share it with another individual, and that person has done the same. No, they get married based out of eco- egotistical ideas, conditions 
and situations. Huh? That's what they do. They they people most people have gotten married out of a space of egotistical conditions, attitudes, belief systems. Belief systems that don't work. False. Been given down from one generation to another and has never worked. Never worked. But we, you still continue to use it. You're on that hamster wheel. Because <laughs> going over and over the same thing, having the same conversations, cooking the same food, going to the same places, going to the same grocery stores, never exposing or getting having exposure to other people, places, and things and ideas outside of you. You're trapped. That's what the ego will trap you and isolate you into a situation or a condition that will make you feel like you are separated and divided from those things, when in fact, it's the opposite. You are connected to those things. All those things outside of you, you are connected to those things. Otherwise, they would not show up. You are the reflection of those things. Otherwise, it would not show up. I posted something on Facebook, and it stated this. It stated this. It takes a a courageous and humble soul to see its own reflection, its own reflection, okay? But it takes that damn ego to separate the soul from its own reflection. So you become a house divided against yourself, and everything outside of you is separated from you because that's how you see it. Oh, it's their fault. It's that fault. They did it. Oh, it was my parents. No, it was my teacher. No, it was the the white man down the street in in the store. No, it was the driver that pulled off, pulled in front of me. See, you start creating all, all just splitting yourself up, just splinters within your mind, shards of glass within your mind, different reflections because you have divided yourself against yourself based on your own perception. There's nothing wrong with having an ego. You need that ego, but you need a healthy ego. You need an ego that is fully grown and can take, can take, (laughs) can take guidance and direction from the soul because the soul is taking guidance and direction from spirit. See, the spirit ain't going to come down and do something against itself. It can't do that. So you have to work on yourself. You have to expand and elevate the consciousness of who you are so that your soul can become so full that it comes under the alignment of spirit. If it does not, if it does not, and I'll go back to the ego, if that ego is not under the subjection subjection of the soul, 
and the ego is just running its course, running rampant like diarrhea, <clears throat> trust me, the soul, because of universal law, the law of cause and effect will be in motion. Trust me. So whatever you, whatever seed you sow, you going to reap. You sow bad seed, you're going to reap that bad seed ten times, ten times, ten times fold. Okay? You have to come unto the alignment. There are so many trinities, so many trinities. And all I can see right now is <laughs> the shape of a triangle, the shape of a triangle connecting and embracing, interlacing itself with other triangles. <laughs> oh, my God. Because, see, we live, move, and have our being in all that is, in all that is. We live and move and have our being in all that is. And then we have to deal with <laughs> the trinity, trinity of life, the spirit, soul, and body, huh? And then you have to deal with the elements of life. <clears throat> spirit, soul, and body. Let's stay right here because I don't want to go over there. <laughs> it's not time for me to go over there. Spirit, soul, and body. The body is composed of senses. That is what allows you to experience life. If you have not, if you didn't have a body, you wouldn't have senses. And if you didn't have the senses, then the soul itself cannot experience itself through those senses. This is why you have a body. You have, and look at it like this. The body is the vehicle for the soul to sit in. <laughs> okay. For the soul to sit in. The soul itself is connected to spirit, but that has to be, that relationship between soul and spirit has to be cultivated. It has to be cultivated. You have to grow it. You have to grow it so that you can move forward and upward. It has to, it's just like any other relationship that you're in. You don't just walk into somebody's life and just be in that life, you know, just fall fully in love with it. No, you grow into that. You grow into that because you get to know. You get to know. You become acquainted with that other person. See, the issue with marriage is that people are not acquainted with themselves before they become acquainted with another. And because they're not acquainted with themselves, then it's all fragmented and broken down into shards of glass with another person. So I'm saying to you, focus on creating a relationship with self because that is the ultimate and the primary primary relationship and reality that is real, that is real. Trust me, the things that you cannot touch, taste, you can't, your senses can't know, experience, those are the things that are real. See, you can't touch faith. 
You can't touch faith. You can't really touch a belief. You can see it based on how a person conducts his life in that belief system. When he began to conduct himself in that belief, it is a system now. A system is many faculties within the mind that are working interdependently upon one another. So you have the senses, you have databases, which is which are the chakras, and then you have the tree of life. But you can't get to the tree of life if your senses ain't worked out. If your mind if your mind, your thoughts, your feelings, and your actions are not on one accord, trust me, you ain't climbing that tree. <laughs> you are not going to climb that tree. You're not going to climb that tree. <laughs> You're not going to climb that damn tree, okay? I'm, I'm just going to go ahead and put it out there. That's something you have to work towards. You have to put the work in for that. You can't just get up one morning and just climb the tree because honey let me trust me it's a it's a long it's a long <laughs> and taxing journey it ain't for the fainted hearted it ain't for the fainted hearted so I'm saying to you if you want your mind intact don't be trying to climb that tree without working out your senses your body and your feelings and your mind, don't try to climb that tree. Matter of fact, why don't you go get you a chakra treatment, and maybe that treatment alone can trigger some alignment with your feel, with your thoughts, feelings, and actions. That's why people get treatments. That's why people get Reiki treatments. I said chakra treatments, Reiki treatments. That's why they get it, so that the energy, they don't get it to be healed. They get it so that the energy can be triggered in such a way that it will cause healing, that it will cause something to come straight, that it will cause the crooked places to be worked out in their life. And it can be worked out in their minds because that's where it starts first. And then it comes to their feelings and then their actions. Their actions are the reflection of the way that they think. Which brings me to this point. Which brings me to this point. The ego, the ego, untrained an untrained and cantankerous <laughs> ego, full of arrogance and pride, will separate you 100% all the way. All the way. It will always separate you because that is its main objective, to keep you separated and divided within yourself so that it can separate and divide you from others outside of you. So when you have been tricked into what the ego wants, the ego just sits back and watch you divide and separate yourself from other people, places and things, because you think you're special and you're not special. None of us are special. I'm not special. 
I tell the world I'm not special, but I tell myself all day, every day, ooh, I'm so special. (laughs) You see that? Because, see, I believe in divine diplomacy. (laughs) I I, I believe in divine diplomacy, and that's one thing that I teach. If you're going to be special, be special to yourself. And based on how special you are, you're special because you have a relationship with the divine. That's a specialty. Your specialty lies within your relationship that you have with the divine. And because that specialty is solid, crystallized, and complete, whole, and free, it can manifest itself to humanity, and it comes out in love. It speaks one language, one love. I ain't got nothing but love for you, bro. I ain't got nothing but love for you, sis. Okay. I have much compassion for you. I send you much love and light. I don't pray for anybody, anyone. I send, I send love and light to you. I send love and light to you. So, and I only do that because I recognize that I'm a spiritual being, just having a human experience. Human, yeah. I tell you what, I tell you what, you, you, the human experience, sell out, sell out to the human experience. You will be praying for people, praying on people, not praying for them. You're praying on them. But when you start sending them love and light, just by your thought, by your mere thought, I. Brother, I send you love and light, and I have much compassion for you. I have much compassion for you. When you start doing that, you know, you know without a shadow of a doubt that that comes from a space of purity, a space of unconditional love. Human existence cannot do that. The ego don't do that. It can't do that. Think about it. Love unites, brings together unity, unification. Ego separates, divides, and conquer and destroy you, all right, if it's not trained. You can get it under training, but you have to work. You have to put the work in. You have to put the work in. So. Let me see here. Um, Yeah, that, you know, that's one thing I wanted to say, you know, that's one thing I, and I want, and I'm going to talk about on a regular basis. I will talk about that and teach that on a regular basis. I am not separated from my neighbors. How can I love my neighbor as myself? Yet I see myself separated from them as if there's something else other than who I am. There's just different aspects of who I am. And they can't show up, they cannot show up in my life unless I have brought them into my life to show me the different aspects of who I am and things that need to be healed within my own being, within my own emotional body within my own physical being, okay, and then coming into the fullness of my soul. That's what I'm talking about. 
See, the universe is a lovely place to live in. It's always, it always got your back. It always has your back. But you got to get out of your pride and your arrogance to see it, to know it, and to feel it. You have to. Because the divine is not going to divide itself, separate itself to accommodate you, us, on our foolishness. It's not going to do that. That's why the laws are in place, like law of cause and effect, law of correspondence. (laughs) This is why principles such as these are in place. See? And the soul knows this. The soul knows this. Trust me, the spirit doesn't have to know a law. <laughs> the spirit is already whole, complete, and, and, and perfect in its own, in its existence, in its being. The soul contains all those laws because that's in the medium. That's the middle way right there. <laughs> oh, my God. I tell you, every time I go forth and I talk of these good things, I just get, I get full, I get full. (laughs) I get full. Have you ever seen a tick, (laughs) how it just sucks and sucks and sucks the blood? And I'm just, it's just an analogy because that's what comes to mind. It just sucks the life out of something. (laughs) And it just gets so full, so full. So when you pull it off of that thing in which it's second life from, it's like a roly-poly because <laughs> it's so full. It's so full of life. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But unlike the tick, we have so <laughs> we, we, we have a conscience, and we can make a choice. We can make a choice to embrace and pull life from all that is and all that will ever be so that we can walk the middle way and be the light of this world. For people who are hurt, wounded, busted, and disgusted. And it doesn't take much. It can take a smile. It can take an emoji. What do you call those things? Emoji. It can take a a post, a Facebook post. It can take a YouTube. We have so many avenues that we can help and love and love up on one another. So many. So many. So many that it's really no excuse other than ignorance to not love up on somebody. Sometimes it has to be tough love, honey. Sometimes you can admire the rose, the beauty of a rose, but beware of the thorns because they are there. They are there to protect you from you (laughs) because the rose already knows what it is, what it is, how it is, how it's going to serve, and who it is. It already knows that. But sometimes tough love 
is nothing more than a beautiful rose with a few thorns here and there to protect you from destroying who you are. Who you are. So with that, wow, I scheduled this show. You know what? Trust me. I scheduled this show for one hour. And I scheduled it so that I can give myself a little, you know, little time to leverage, leverage. But I'm realizing that I only need 30 minutes to say exactly what I need to say, how I need to say it, and how I need to serve on this platform of TalkShoe.com. I am so grateful that I have this opportunity to do this. And I will be looking forward to doing it again next week. I have decided to do it later on in the evening because I have things that I enjoy doing during the day. Therefore, in order to do them both, I had to eliminate the conflict. And how I eliminated the conflict was based on adjusting the time. And that's what it's all about. Sometimes you just got to adjust. It doesn't mean that you have to drop one thing for another. Mm -mm. Because both of those things are you. Both of those things are you. But to have it all work together for your good, sometimes you just have to adjust. Adjust the time. Adjust the time so that you can maintain the momentum of both and not be burned out, okay? So with that, I say to you much love, much blessings, and uh, I look forward to coming on next week. And actually, I will, like I said earlier, I will be on 7-11 p.m. Sunday. And... As I'm talking, since I'm going to start doing this in the evening, what I'm going to start doing is doing shows during the week as well, you know, but that's just up in the air right now. But nevertheless, I'm going to go ahead and get off this, and uh, I, yeah, I look forward to coming again and doing my thing. And understanding, without a shadow of a doubt, that it is not I that do it the work, but it is the divine, the fullness of who I am that does it through me. I'm just a vessel, a conduit for the spirit of all that is and all that will ever be. Be blessed.